how's everybody doing? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my handsome co-host. Adam. Hey, guys. What's up? And uh, tonight we have, do you want to introduce yourself and the name of your band and what you do in the band? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm Brandon, or better known as Branson, apparently. And <laughs> I am the uh, one of the guitarists for Image Intent. Okay. And uh, I am Alejandro. Some people call me Drizo. Um, and I am the other guitarist for the band Image Intent. Drizo, that's pretty dope. It's a dope-ass nickname. It's better than Augie. <laughs> my friend's uh, name's oh dog's name is augie actually his yeah dog, dog's name accurate. shit yeah i guess it's, yeah, yeah that fits yeah. <laughs> sorry it's all good it's all good i bet the, i bet the i bet the dog's cuter oh yeah 100 percent. <laughs> yeah he is he is cute he's uh one of those uh you know what i can remember the breed but is whatever it, is he's it like a really dog. tiny dog it's a small small yeah, dog, yeah. small yeah know. Maybe a yeah, feminine, not masculine at all. Yeah, <laughs> in the purse, Ex extremely, extremely feminine. He's got no yeah. balls. Oh, yeah, super, super, yeah. super beta. You know? Yeah, <laughs> more like, more like Omega at this point. Oh no! Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Well, today we are going to make a Spotify playlist with some of y'all's favorite influences and everything like that. Is there anything y'all want to name it? What do you yeah. think, Brenton? I think uh, we're going to name that Mofungo. 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 Awesome. Sweet. Now, before the show, y'all said there's a little story behind that. What it was, y'all mind telling the story behind Mofungo? Well, so, what do you I mean? Do you want to go? Yeah, I can, I can go for it because it's been, <laughs> okay. it's, it's been a little bit more of a ride for me, I think, than, than it has for you. So when, uh, when we got together, um, so I started this band, like, this project like three years ago and then it wasn't until when did when did we when did i go to vegas june of last year um to record three songs with our vocalist omar and homer the bass player um, and after we recorded those three songs omar said that he knew alejandro and jake which are guitars and drums which is what i was missing for any sort of live performance um, and we brought them on and at the same time, Omar had some demos for songs that he had written before we met up that we ended up using for Image Intent. And one of them who, which did not have any lyrics or anything on it, he had titled Mofungo. Um, <laughs> just because it didn't have any like words or anything. And so I, mm -hmm. I don't know why he named it that, but I didn't know what that was. And I didn't Google it until recently. And yeah, so it's a, it's a food dish, but there's also an Urban Dictionary entry from a fungo which basically equates to eating fat ass. Hell yeah. Oh, and, yeah dude. <laughs> let's go. So, and Alejandro and the rest of the guys have been a little, little angry at me for not keeping the name because the, the subject matter for that song is about PTSD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, they didn't think I mean, it was going to be an issue, but um, Homer actually inspired a lot of the lyrics for that song because he he was a firefighter and he has a lot of that like PTSD stuff, and so he he just decided he didn't he didn't want the the name either, and so he kind of yeah. just went with his. Yeah, safe. is that the okay, new single okay, you just fair. released? The Face It. No, no it's another. It's oh, going to be okay, the one that comes okay. out in about six weeks. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know he was oh, telling sweet. me that uh, Face It was a little bit about his PTSD as well. So, I think he just has PTSD with everything in life at this point. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he was in other bands before, and he probably has PTSD from those bands too, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so the one of the 
like the first artist we like to start these playlists off with is uh from like your childhood like maybe some of your parents or grandparents showed you something like that uh that maybe kind of stuck with you and got you interested in music or it could be friends or family or just whoever um so probably my biggest influential band that my mom showed me when i was just really young and it's kind of funny she actually talks about going to this concert when she was still pregnant with me so i just kind of attribute it to that's my like very first musical experience yeah it's actually Queensryche oh uh, nice yeah and specifically just when I discovered the Operation Mindcrime album as a whole that was like wow music can tell a story and that album is just so like cinematic and beautiful in so many parts that uh it stuck with me for a long time and then I think probably my favorite like standout song on that is I Don't Believe in Love yeah uh, super influential i listen to that song all the time um still <laughs> nice that's all we actually uh we just talked to this one guy and he said that um that i think it was a drummer to queen's right adam was that right he was he was like two houses he lived like two houses down from yeah <laughs> yeah something like that that's crazy yeah yeah they grew up in like seattle and he said like they would do like uh like these little like band mock band camps and shit like that. And like, they would have like Queens Rike and a bunch of other like people coming in to teach them how to play instruments and shit. And I was like, dude, that's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Cool. So as far as influential for me, um, as I, I was a kid, I want to say maybe about eight years old, seven years old. And um, my dad was a big fan of Queen. And he had this album. It was a Queen's Greatest Hits. And I remember one time I picked it up and listened to it. And um, the movie uh, Mighty Ducks was out around that yeah. time. Oh, right? yeah. Right? I love that movie. So, yeah. So, you know that the soundtrack was We Are the Champions. And yeah. uh, and um, what was the other one? See, I can't even remember. Brain Fart had a long day at work. Um, yeah, you're good. <laughs> but anyway, two songs in, the, in, in that movie were the soundtrack. Well... I was like, oh, that's a, I was very like hyped on that movie. And then he's like, oh yeah, you know, Queen is the one that wrote the soundtrack. And then I'm like, okay. So then he let me listen to the, that CD and I just got hooked. And then from then back in, that was 90, I want to say like 96, 95. Yeah. And we had to record or essentially burn a tape from the CD. So you know how back in the day you used to record <laughs> from a cd into a tape yeah one of those uh yeah so we yeah. did that just so i could take it to school and like listen to it you know every day at school and that's what got me hooked into music that's awesome general. queen is fucking yeah. timeless man queen is amazing years ago i was asked between kiss or queen which one would you choose on my like, queen hands down you know? oh yeah yeah I yeah mean, dude nothing Freddie Mercury kiss, is, oh yeah just just bathed in talent bro it's just like seeping from him <laughs> yeah no he he's he's great man oh was yeah. great i mean yeah he's was a, yeah a legend yeah you he got a favorite on. favorite uh queen song you know it's hard to choose it's hard to say um there's so there are i mean bohemian rhapsody is oh, fat girls. Girls, man. <laughs> you know, those are but those are not just uh it's not just the song that I like when it comes to fat bottom girls, you know? It's just, yeah, it's the yeah. subject matter, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, some no, good imagery. I, I think, yeah, exactly. No, but I think with Queen, 
I would say every song they wrote is a classic. Yeah. You know, you have yeah, to be appreciative sure. of all the styles they use and everything they applied for everything and almost the theatrics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was just great. Very theatrical. Mm -hmm. uh, so you say Bohemian or Fat Bottom? Which, which, <laughs> or, you know, both, uh, or both. <laughs> I've, all, I've always wanted to do like a death metal version of I Want to Ride My Bicycle. Oh my God. That would be <laughs> awesome. I mean, that would be dope, to be honest with you. You got to pick one to put on the playlist, though. All right. Uh, you know, which one is the one that goes like, um, I'm like a shooting star, na 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 na, like a tiger, the oh, loss of gravity. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about? I just can't remember the name. That one? Oh, Don't Stop Me Now. That's the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a good now. one, dude. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Love that I love one. that song, man. And the range the guy has. Oh, man. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Seriously. Hashtag uh, hopes. <laughs> Goals. What kind of got you guys into, you know, maybe your own musical taste? I mean, we know, you know, what your parents might have imparted on you. But at what age did you start kind of growing into your own taste and figuring out what you liked um, besides what maybe your parents listened to? Well, I know that as well, Brandon. You want to go first? Sure. Um, so my parents listened to a lot of like 80s metal. Um, mm -hmm. So it was always just, you know, Metallica, like Motley Crue, rap, that kind of stuff. Yep. And once I started discovering more like harsh vocals is when I kind of broke off from what they listened to. Because to this day, my mom just refuses to listen to anything with screams. Yep. Um, and I think the first time my mom was like what are you listening to was probably I'm trying to think of the the time frame on that um probably the dillinger escape plan okay definitely like once i discovered greg pucciato's like vocal range mm -hmm. and just pure talent and then just like the craziness of what they were doing i it just blew my mind just going from, you know, pretty standard structured songs to just hearing off the wall craziness and like right. time signatures and and just all the crazy guitars um, really like opened a lot of doors for me, like mentally and what music could be. So mm -hmm. um, I think the first song that I really just absolutely loved from them, it was 2013, um, was there One of Us is the Killer album. That album is insane and just wonderful mm -hmm. but the one song on there that's not crazy that i just love and and still listen to almost weekly is, is one of us is the killer which is probably their one of their most mellow songs but just the impact on it as it builds and gets to the like the bridge section is just phenomenal yeah that's awesome alejandra that is cool <clears throat> um for me i would say um I grew up, so I grew up in Colombia, South America, right? So um, out there, you know, the English culture or American culture is, is big, but it's not for everybody, you know? So I grew up around like Spanish rock and Spanish music, but then I had a neighbor that um, was a couple of years older than me and he used to listen to a lot of rock and, and, you know, metal and things like that. And he started introducing me to a lot of little things here and there. Um, but I would say the first band that really like, you know, was an impact for me was uh, The Offspring. 
the offspring back in like 97 that's when i was kind of like introduced to it uh offspring led on to and prior to that i mean like bands like nirvana and things like that but offspring is the one that really resonates with me and from then on i started i started going into the punk rock uh skate punk uh side of music um which over the years became more into the pop punk but when i came to the u.s in 2004 um screamo and post-hardcore were like super big and i started really getting deep into that kind of forgot a little bit of my punk rock side and then from then on i went into death metal and hardcore and then i went full circle after that i went back into um pop punk then punk rock and here we are <laughs> it's crazy yeah. yeah so what's uh a couple a couple of uh i guess we'll get an offspring song is that yeah. the first one you mentioned yeah oh man yeah good choice uh, i mean if you want good uh offspring song um the the kids aren't all right it's a, it's yeah. a classic mm-hmm. a good one. it's a great song um what other song I would say, oh man, there's just so many good ones. I would say self-esteem is always a classic. Yeah, self-esteem is good too. I had their greatest hits when I was younger. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you kind of started like me with, with Queen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my parents didn't really listen to a whole lot of music growing up. They listened to like whatever was on the radio. So I only heard like okay. the radio hits. Like everything else that I know about music, I had to like dive into myself and, and find yeah, offspring, offspring is a classic man. Yeah, and we're with the help of my older brother as well. He was he was listening to a lot of music. I stole a lot of his CDs. So, and you know what's crazy is that I because I I lived in a different country. A band like Bad Religion, which you can associate so much to the Offspring here, I never really listened to very much. I remember listening to one of their songs in two thousand one, uh, Sorrow. It was the new release at the time, but I never really got into them very much until I came here. And then they just blew my mind. The amount of melodic um, qualities their music has for being a punk rock band. It's freaking yeah. amazing, man. Is there anyone going to go ahead, Adam? I was just say, uh, how old were you when you uh, came to the States? I was 17. Oh, wow. So Dang, you were... Yeah. And and how long have you been here? Twenty. Okay, so a little over half. No, but I mean, nineteen years. Sorry, nineteen okay. years. So more than half. But by seventeen, especially in uh, Colombia, you were pr- probably like, I mean, you were fully grown. And wow, man, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. Big change. Big it's change. Quite the for experience. Sure. Yeah, wow. I bet. Augie, go ahead. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy, dude. Yeah, so Image and Tent, man. So y'all are pretty much like from Las Vegas and where was it? Utah? Yeah, yeah Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. Okay, Salt Lake, yeah. So how did y'all all get together and meet, man? Yeah, because that's a six and a half hour drive. Yeah. So um, the the first song that is on... <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> yeah, Tinder, Tinder for bands. I've actually, I I do a little bit of app development and I've, I've thought about making like a Tinder for, for bands. That's There's actually really already. smart yeah there's only um, one actually yeah it's called vampire oh shit yours will be better brandon yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, i believe in 
it would have Branson's uh, signature all over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first song that came out from Image Intent, like under that name, is an instrumental song. And mm -hmm. when I recorded that, I didn't have a vocalist or a band or anything, but I am good friends with, uh, he's the drummer for Red now. His name's Brian. Um, I've known him since junior high. And so he helped me like find someone to go into studio with. And like he did the drums on it. And then Nick was in a band called Otherwise. Brian. Brian was in a band called Other Otherwise. And the bass player for Otherwise, his name is Nick. Um, and he's not in Otherwise anymore. But anyway, he turned me on to Nick once I started writing more songs because Nick does a little bit of production and stuff. And so when I was writing the demos for Ryan Gosling and Just Face It, I asked him if he knew anybody that could do vocals. And he turned me on to omar and omar and nick were both in vegas so i traveled down to to vegas to go record with nick and then that's how we all kind of got together like how far is uh utah from vegas um it's only like a five and a half hour six hour drive oh that ain't bad then okay that ain't bad at all it's like definitely not it's not too bad yeah i was thinking a lot further than that but yeah. Okay. So, what is the the name? Also, image intent. So it's like a image slash intent. Uh, where did y'all get to come up with the name for that? So I have done a lot of like photography, and um, I just grew up watching movies and just loving like going to the movies and and there's just a whole list of movies. Like I'd much rather watch a movie as opposed to like a TV show or anything. Yeah. Um. And so most of my life, I've just like always been a very like image based person. And so that's kind of where the, the image part came from. And then the intent is um, again, my, my friend, Brian, we had a lot of conversations when I was kind of starting this project because I'm, I'm 31 and, you know, starting to do the band thing at, at 31 just kind of felt like silly. <laughs> like, oh, I right. yeah. and uh, so we had a lot of conversations about like, well, where can this go? Like, how am I going to do this? So I'm not just, you know, a bar star, you know, playing locally. Like, if I'm going to do this, I want to try and do it as big as possible. And so we kind of talked about, like, just setting intentions and really focusing on what it is you want to accomplish and then taking a look at all the decisions you make. And it's like, okay, is this getting me to where I'm going? And so that combined with just how visually I kind of try and picture everything um, as image intent. And it just kind of sounded cool and wasn't taken by another band. Yeah. Nice, yeah. man. Speaking of, you know, you mentioned uh, photography. I was going to say, um, at, in preparation for these, we we listen to whatever we can get our hands on musically. We peep your social medias and the visuals you guys have, like music videos, pictures, like even just like your band, like, you know, logo and everything. It all looks really nice, like really clean um do you guys do that on your own you guys kind of collab with people because um it, it, it's really good quality so that's you know 90 99 of that's all me <laughs> um, okay so nice. a lot of the, the imagery and and everything i i kind of work on and and then the guys all help you know give input on on what they like and don't like and it's been a more of a collaboration now um sure. i had the logo before I think I even met Homer or Omar. Mm -hmm. um, so that was all all on my own. And it's slowly growing into a more collaborative thing yeah. and getting everybody else's input on how everything should look. 
Yeah, we've yeah. Uh, we've spoken with like especially now more and more bands that are doing like their own imagery, photos, like editing. Obviously, a lot of them do all of their recording. I think there was a few of them that even mastered their own stuff. Yeah. Um, and some that only strictly send you know something out to get mastered just to have somebody you know another ear. Um, do you guys also do all your own recordings as well? No. So, um, I think at least for me, I'm on the end of, you know, send it to somebody better. That's, yeah, that's where you should really put the money because sure. when you're, when you're writing a song, by the time you get to, you know, towards the end of it, I think you're, you're so focused on certain aspects of it that you, you aren't seeing the full picture. Yep. And so finding somebody that's, you know, a more talented than you at that and B that like really can make an impact on the song overall is, is super important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do it's agree just, with that. Yeah. I mean, if you, it's like anything else, you stare at, you know, if you're drawing something and you're stuck and you're staring at it, the same thing for ever, like nothing's going to happen yeah. um, or nothing good, anyways, usually. So, and um, when it yeah, comes to music, when it, when it comes to, sorry for interrupt, um, I no, was going to, you know, add a little bit there. When it comes to the, the music portion, is, and I've talked to the guys too, is, um, Say, for example, I come up with a song and I say, and then I, and I think it's perfect, right? But then all the guys have their input and everything like that. And to me, writing a song, it's difficult to come up with something great on your own unless you're some kind of like prodigy. Yeah. yeah. Because it's good to have the point of view of everybody, you know, in, especially as a band, having that contribution of everybody and kind of seeing what they everybody kind of hears really helps out a lot. So same applies to recording, uh, sorry, well, recording, mixing and mastering, producing everything it really helps out to have that outside influence. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. D different people with their hands on it. They kind of all have different input, make it better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you guys released, you, you released that instrumental song in 2021. Y'all didn't release anything else until, what was it like this year? Or, or late last year, year. yeah, December last yeah. year. So y'all went a long time without releasing anything. I know you were getting the band together and everything like that. I'm assuming y'all have a lot recorded already and just like ready to go. Yeah. So yeah. the plan is for the next hopefully year to 18 months, we're going to be releasing a song every six weeks. Dang, that's oh, awesome, wow. dude. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Getting it all lined up. I bet that makes everything easy. <laughs> no, it does, but no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on the front end, it's like it's brutal. And then also I've never made music, but I can imagine if the intent is there for you guys to get it out. You've got all this stuff you're sitting on. I imagine that there's an, an anxiousness to just here's all of it. Right. Like, just Pretty put much. it all out. Because, I mean, that's you just want to get your, your get art the ears on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would yeah. say Omar is the most most impatient one out of the whole band. He's sort yeah. of like, can can we can we release this? Can we play it? <laughs> Calm down, dude. You can wait yeah. twenty four more hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. I get that way with these sometimes when we record one, and I'm just like, man. But I, I there's a lot of work to do with these. I have to edit it all down and make it sound good and digest with everybody. And yeah, there's just a lot of work that goes into stuff like this for sure. I can oh, yeah. I can relate on that, especially with you know just wanting it to sound good to everybody so yeah well i think for us it helps that we're sending out the tracks in the like one at a time to be worked on 
instead yeah. of a bunch at a time getting everything back and we're like oh you know i want to kind of like play everything at once that i think that helps a lot because it forces us to be patient yeah and then it allows us to also if we need to do any kind of revisions prior to sending the tracks we can do it as opposed that is to true. just uh just like okay let's do everything at once and then like two months on the road when you already have the track master ready to go you're like oh crap this would have sounded a lot better here you know yeah yeah so, yeah super disciplined um i'm not sure i could do it should i hold on to sure. that though because we have what like six episodes recorded right now we're sitting on <laughs> yeah but we, we have like a schedule like yeah you know we're like a, we, we do a weekly podcast like every yeah. thursday so um we try to have some recorded so we don't we're not living paycheck to paycheck so to speak well, i mean um I well, mean, if we're speaking like that, we're we're like homeless, bro. Like, in the podcast world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. spend money to do this shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't make no money from it. But uh, yeah, we're sitting on like six episodes. We got a lot recorded. But like I said, just with time management and everything, and I, I'm only with, with the amount of time I have. So I, like I was late to this interview. So like we, I only have enough time to edit one a week because time management. I got a full-time job over 10 hours a day. So, trust me, we know. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. It's called adulting, my friend. It is. Dude. Yeah, it's yeah, it sucks. Stuff. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's welcome. Yeah. Shit, I've been here, bro. I've been here a long time. Shit. <laughs> it's like you turn eighteen, and then somebody should welcome you. Mm. Welcome to adulting. You're about to get fucked for the rest of your <laughs> life. Somebody should teach you before you turn eighteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. yeah, fuck, dude. So, yeah. um, how'd you guys get into your respective instruments? You know, did you take lessons? Are you self-taught? You know, how did that all start out and why? That's a good question. So I'll take in, uh, this one for Branson. Um, <laughs> for me, actually, I was gifted a keyboard for a Christmas many years ago when I was a, a kid. Um, and I was very shy at the time. My parents tried to get me lessons and, you know, I couldn't even look at the teacher in the eye. Well, then w later down the road of the same neighbor friend that I had, um, him and a couple other, a few other friends, we were invited to somebody else's house or something, can remember, and said, oh, bring your instruments, we're going to play. So I had to bring my keyboard. Mind you, this is a big Casio keyboard, big for me at the time, anyway. Yeah. And... <laughs> You have you have to plug it into the wall with an adapter. Well, at one point we ended up in the bed of a truck, and everybody's there with guitars and playing and singing, and then I'm there with a keyboard that just useless, and I'm like, <laughs> I hate this. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I I just what I I I looked at the guitars. I'm like, it's such an easy instrument and so versatile. And then from then on, I asked my dad multiple times to teach me, which he said, I don't know how to teach you because I taught myself. Right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, and down, and you know, that never made sense to me because I was like, well, if you can play it, I'm sure you can show me how to do some things later. Uh, maybe a couple of years later, I actually grabbed his guitar and, and then my mom's, they were separated at the, or divorced at the time. So they both each had a guitar. So I would always try to grab it and play and strum. And over time, a buddy of mine showed me how to do one power chord. And that was life-changing. From that point <laughs> on, I was able to play anything I wanted for the most part, any, any basic rhythm. And just, I, I started, you know, listening to bands like The Offspring or like Blink-182. 
And I was just, you know, I learned by ear and I taught myself by ear. And, you know, that was like 97. So I've gone, what, 26 years self-taught. And, you know, I've gone through several bands and I've tried different instruments. You know, (laughs) I ended up going back to the keyboard believe it or not. Yeah. Just to teach myself a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's what led me to get the guitar, man. Guitar, I feel like it's the versatility of it. And you can do so much with electric guitar, especially nowadays with all the effects you can get. Oh, out yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So so anyway, that's that's my story. And I'm <laughs> that's a really it. awesome story, man. And, and, and funny how that all led you here. Yeah. Um, now, do you understand now what your dad was saying, but he couldn't teach you? You know what? Yes, actually. In a way, <laughs> it, so Yes and no. So in a way I can, because I feel like he thought it was more so like the theory about, behind it. You know, yeah. a lot of people like to throw letters to me when they're like, oh, play this. I'm like, huh? You know, that music theory. Rather, yeah, yeah. But- like, give me a sound. Like, tell me what sound you want me to play. And I'm like- <laughs> exactly. So, but instead, you know, he could have just taken the time to show me chords. And that right there would have helped me a lot because it would have been a good introduction to it right yeah. so he could have showed me where to put my fingers another thing however i am left-handed and he uh, wasn't he was uh, right-handed yeah well, okay the, the craziest thing of it all is that every time i would grab the guitar i would grab it left-handed he's like well you're never gonna play it right because the strings are upside down and i'm like well can you switch them and at the time i thought it was the easiest thing yeah right but then the weirdest part is that one day i went to grab the guitar and you know, set it up left-handed as I normally was going to play, you know, I grabbed it, felt weird. And I rotated it back, you know, grabbed it like a right-handed person. And it just felt natural from that point. It just like, it clicked. It's like when Spider-Man got bit by that spider and like the battle, <laughs> he was mighty powerful. It's kind of like that. It just, yeah. and then ever since then, I'm still left-handed, but I play the guitar right-handed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah, we knew a guy that was left-handed and he would just flip his guitar and play yeah. it the other way upside down. Right. So yeah, he would play it upside down. It was weird, dude. Like, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say you got a uh, you got cut by one of those radio radioactive strings, man. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, I did live in Colombia, so who knows? Okay. <laughs> who knows? What about you, Ren? So, man, all my stories are gonna just relate back to like '80s hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just what I grew up listening to, and I was like, I'm trying to remember when I just first really started thinking of music as like something I could play and not just listen to. And it's probably when my, my uncle gave me a little piece of shit, like three quarter size, just knock off Eddie Van Halen looking guitar. And man, I I wish I still fucking had that thing. And it, it haunts me that I don't. (laughs) So I got that. And then um, my dad took me to a, just like a music store that sold like tablature books and, and music books and stuff. And I, I picked up a Metallica, like tab book it had just like the riffs of all of their all of their songs and I just started teaching myself how to play that and then you know I once the internet started kind of becoming more useful I would just start looking up songs that I wanted Mm -hmm. to play online and I think the the beauty of like 80s hair metal was just how performative it was and like you know you have all these crazy guitar solos and everybody's just got you know, basically costumes and it's just, it looked so cool. And so I just, I just decided I wanted to play something on stage and like be a guitar player. Um, and so I taught myself a bunch of Metallica songs and 
then as my music taste kind of changed, I would just teach myself things that I, I enjoyed listening to and then eventually started, you know, taking those things and writing my own songs. That's awesome. You, know, you should wear costumes now that you think about it. You yeah, man. Them. Yeah. The and, intent should be there. Yeah, you yeah, should get the image of the <laughs> her, her vocalist girlfriend has decided she's going to send me a, a new Taco Bell shirt like every month because I wore a Taco Bell shirt in uh, one of the Branson TikTok videos I made. And now Branson nice. wears Taco Bell shirts. Hell yeah, well, dude. I have a Taco hey, Bell shirt. Hey, maybe you'll get sponsored, dude. That wouldn't yeah. be bad. I've got like an old maybe. retro Taco Bell shirt. It's well, it's not old. and it's It's like, I think. I bought it a couple years ago, but I bought it from Kohl's. And so it's like their old one of their old logos. It's like an oh, all yeah. black shirt with one of their old logos on it. And I fucking love that shirt. I just <laughs> want to point out that, you know, we are speaking to Branson right now. He yeah, has Branson. a Diablo. He does. Yeah. yeah. Diablo like sauce. The, from, yeah. Bottom so, says you had me at, you had me at taco. I'm so, <laughs> so, I'm so dumb. I didn't see the bottom part of the shirt. And I just, just like, oh, oh. Yeah, it's the, I was just like, oh, yeah. Diablo, the video game. Yeah. You know, that's what I thought. That's what I thought uh, too. Not going to lie. Right now, yellow sauce being, is goaded though. He's just being saucy right now. That's yeah, so saucy. Branson, man. Branson's a little saucy. <laughs> Very saucy today. <laughs> oh shit. Listen up, all you VIP peers. VIP players. Goddamn Patreon now. Kim <laughs> <laughs> is so aggressive. I did. We have a Patreon now. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> and a Discord. Yeah. And a YouTube. Discord. Come but join no- it webcams yet no webcams you can't see our beautiful face not yet yeah shout out to enormous adam on discord hit him up if you need a discord he did a great job on ours it looks cool but guess what you won't know how it looks unless you join that bitch (laughs) (laughs) if you would please join our discord and our patreon it would be really cool of you we would love you forever we still love you forever even if you don't yeah but you join the patreon you're gonna get stickers Stickers. You get to dehumanize me. Yes. You want to know what that means? Go look Go at the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. 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 And that's it. That's and it. Subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel. Yeah. Comment. Thank you. Review. Subscribe. We yeah. Love you more. All that stuff. Do everything that you do for all the people that you love on YouTube. Do it for us too. Yeah. Thanks. We love you. So let's let's kind of take it back to the music a little bit. Um, you guys mentioned 80s hair metal and then of course the offspring and Nirvana and stuff like that but that isn't necessarily the type of music y'all play y'all play a little bit more of aggressive style so what kind of got y'all into that genre kill switch engaged yeah the dawn of metalcore there man just such a, a beautiful and like even just some of the new metal stuff like deftones and man um that that time period was just so fucking cool for music it really was, yeah. For me, I would say a combination of the Black Dahlia Murder, As okay. I Lay Dying, Between the Buried and Me, and uh, believe it or not, Alexis and Fire. Oh, nice. I love them, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great, all great bands. Uh, just everybody has their own different style to them. Uh, Between the Buried and Me is what really like led me into looking at the technical side of yes playing. yeah i uh so between the barrier and me was around a long time but when i was 15 i, I was doing a uh, driver's ed and uh this kid had a between the barrier and me alaska hoodie he was in my driver's ed class and uh so i was like yeah, this was back when i was just like buying random shit to listen to 
So I went to, we had a Hastings at the time, Rip. And uh, <laughs> we went, I went to Hastings bookstore and the only album they had from Between the Buried and Me was Colors. And I threw it on. Oh, and man, lucky you. that was the most insane shit I have ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, so fucking crazy. That album is like having ADD. Yes. Yes, that absolutely. Was, absolutely. From beginning to end, changes constantly. Mm-hmm. And and I'd so never good. heard any, because all the bands that I listened to were like, uh, I was like big into like the Chariot and Norma Jean and, and like oh, Under yeah. Oath and shit. So it was all like, you know, constant rhythm the whole time. Maybe a change up here and there. But when I threw that album on, like every like 30 to 45 seconds, it was something completely different in the same song. So mm-hmm. it was nuts, man. I know, dude. That's a great album. So yeah. it's a, you got yourself a good introduction to them, by the way. Yeah. I mean, not to say that the ones before weren't, but I think by then they had a more defined sound. Yeah, they were and polished they, and yeah, more defined. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So the one like Alaska was the album before that. And Alaska was good, but the top songs were, were Alaska and Silkies in that album for me. But then the album before that one was a little bit more like more like metalcore a little bit, right? Yeah. But then from the time they went progressive, they just never looked back, man. And yeah. they're just getting they've been getting better and better. Yeah. Crazy. So let's get a let's get a kill switch song, man. Oh man. Um <laughs> God, I don't want to say my curse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, why not? That's a good one, man. That's a good one. For that's, the, that's the one for everybody. Yeah. Um, for solace. <laughs> honestly, yeah. though, I think like uh, the end of heartache was probably bigger for me. Yeah, man, that was on uh, the Resident Evil soundtrack. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that's that was my introduction to Killswitch. Was that that Resident Evil soundtrack? Yeah. Uh, I saw them live in in 07 at Warp Tour. It was fucking sick, dude. I did too. In did Salt you Lake. really? Yeah, that was that was the year I went to Warp Tour in Salt Lake, and I saw them. Yeah, man, I saw them in uh in Dallas, of course. But yeah, dude, they were so fucking good, man. Like, oh man. Do you prefer Howard Jones or Jesse Leach? That's a hard question. I I feel like they're almost two different bands for me. Yeah. I, I love I love Howard and I love Jesse Leach. And honestly, like, I didn't even go back and listen to the first albums with Jesse Leach on them. Yeah. Till they brought him back and I read or someone told me that that was the original singer. And then I went back and listened to, I can never remember like the names of anything. Um, Alive or Just Breathing. And honestly, like I love that album so fucking much. And yeah, I think that they definitely made a more, more of an impact with Howard. Yeah. And like when they when Jesse first came back, I really like those first couple albums, and then I don't know with the last few, I just feel like it's the same thing almost. Yeah. So I haven't really been able to get too much into it, but I I would say Howard's probably the the bigger influence on me just because it was so emotional. Yeah, I think and it was heavy. When we're speaking yeah. of of like older Kill Switch, I think Jesse Lee Lee. Bleach, older kill switch was perfect. I haven't really listened to any of their newer stuff with them, but it it was perfect. It was good. But I will say, I don't think they would have ever reached the stardom that they reached without Howard Jones. Absolutely not. Yeah, agreed. I think I think yeah. he made it. His oh. voice made it digestible, like made metalcore digestible to the masses, to where literally anybody, if you did not like screaming, it didn't matter. You could still listen to Kill Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, they did a song with Jesse and Howard on this last album. And when they dropped, because I think they dropped that without like even saying anything about him being on it. Um, I lost my shit. That oh, nice. So fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think it was one of one of the albums that Howard Jones just did with him just went platinum. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, the one with my curse on it. Yeah. Yeah. The other day. That's fucking cool, man. Uh, Deftones? Yeah. Um, White Pony, man. That, yeah. that album like, changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. And then just doing like a, because I, I didn't really get into him before that point. And I feel like a lot of people got into him with uh, Saturday Night Wrist. But once I, I heard White Pony, it was it was over man i would like i just loved the whole ambient like heavy yeah. just the tonality of of the guitars and and the crazy things he does with his voice and just the weird melodies it, it was it was just beautiful for me yeah uh the first song i heard from Def Hounds was shout it my own summer and i think that was on that previous <laughs> album yeah uh yeah that it, that fucking did it man that sealed the deal for me dude and then i bought white pony and I don't know if you remember this. Did, so did you have a physical copy of White Pony? I did not. You did not? All right. You can look this up on YouTube and it was the dopest shit ever. So if you were to put the physical copy into your computer, it had a, a mini game on it. It was Pac-Man, but it was, it was a, you were a White Pony and you had to pick, I don't remember, I think, I don't remember what it was, but you would like go through the White Pony was Pac-Man and then their faces were the little things like that eat the the ghost man. Yeah. yeah the ghost and uh what was playing was like an 8-bit version of of their songs in the background i don't know <laughs> it's if I so fucking it's dope, dude yeah, yeah it's so fucking you can, you can yeah, look it up on youtube it looks it's fucking cool man i remember playing that when i was a kid too it was it was dope you know what's crazy i remember they had said years ago when a californication album came out they said that if you have the copy and you put it into your uh, computer or your PlayStation, you could play that game from the Californication music Oh, shit. Video. That's cool. But oh. that was, I think, a rumor. I never saw that actually oh. happening. Yeah. I know Linkin Park had something cool. Uh, Linkin Park had something cool with, I think it was Meteora. You could put it in there and uh, it was like a big Gundam. You could watch like the music video and everything like that. It was, it was fucking dope. That's all. They used to do that weird shit like that. But uh, did you give us a Deftone song? Oh, uh, Passenger. Passenger, yeah, with Maynard. Mm-hmm. Love that song. Yeah. I've seen both of them live. How awesome. Yeah, man. You, you sat through that 12-hour tool show. I sure did. 12-hour <laughs> tool show? No. <laughs> he, he, he's just being sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say like my condolences, minutes. man. Tools are so, tool songs are so fucking long. Right, bro. It was a, a two-it it was just a little opener, some like weird i don't even know what they were uh yeah. and then yeah tool for like two hours I'll, so I'll, it was I'll, great. Cut, I'll cut this shit out if you want me to adam but i gotta tell the story because it's the funniest fucking thing. Uh, uh, yeah go ahead <laughs> so when uh when we were young this is this is a long time ago uh we were in our local strip club uh-huh and adam <laughs> adam got a, a lab dance from this one and a tool song started playing and she was like well, we'll just wait to the next one. And Adam looked at him and was like, why? Because you know this song's six minutes long. 
best lap dance ever. Right? <laughs> he got his money's worth for sure. I was like, no, about, no, no, uh, no, what, no, no. No, you can start. Yeah, you can go ahead. Getting a, getting a good bang for your buck, right? Yeah. 25 a song, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. That's funny, man. Uh, shit. Uh, the Black Dahlia Murder? Oh, you want a song by the Black Dahlia Murder? Uh, whew, so many good ones. I, you know, I think Death Mask Divine is actually a really good one. As I Lay Dying. As I Lay Dying. Um, oh man, Ocean Between what? is my favorite, but that's your that's your band that you said. <laughs> no, you know what? Let's go classic. Ninety four hours. The OG As I Lay Dying. Yeah, song. man. That's what really blew them up. That's what I'm saying. Uh, between the buried and me. Between the buried and me, you know, just let's go classic. Put, put Silkies in there. Silkies is the Silkies. one song that just really got me. Like, oh my god, what is this? What am I listening to? Yeah, and then Alexis on fire. Alexis on fire. Um, what is the name of the song? Hold on, because I know exactly which one I want, but I just can't. Rem- I never, I can never remember the name. So bear with me. I know Branson was using his phone, so I get to do the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I was prepared. I had I have like a whole notes list because I I saw your guys' description about uh you interview <laughs> artists about their favorite artists, and I was like, yeah, I gotta write this down or else it's gonna take me forever to like think about them. So as soon as I get a <laughs> question, I'm just like, I have no idea. I've never listened to music before. Right. It's called "Born and Raised" by Alexis on Fire. I would All say right. that's probably my fav- one of my favorite songs by them. Also, I feel like I need one more from this time period in my life. Yeah, man. And the other guys make fun of me, but I fucking love Limb Biscuit. Hey, man. You're so, not you're not alone. There's been alone, several several bands we've talked to, and they just absolutely love. He's him. timeless, dude. That's such it's such good shit, dude. Like, uh, take a look around from the Mission Impossible Two soundtrack. Oh, that's actually a good song. That yeah. song. Even so hey man, Lim Biscuit's the shit, dude. I had that hot dog flavored water CD, all right? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. You know what? I'm not going to hate because back in about that period of 2001 or so, I had a pirate copy of that album. And then there was a girl that gave me a, a, one of those like uh, hats, the, the baseball hats, and I used yeah. to wear it backwards all the time. So I'm not going to hate on that. <laughs> Hell that, yeah, that, man. that was a fact. Now I grew up out of this that that you know phase of my life. I burned the hat. Oh yeah, it's the only way. That's the only way to get rid of a limp biscuit hat respectfully. All right. Yeah, just you know, a, a proper ritual. Oh, yeah, ritual man. is another good song by Black Dahlia Murder. Anyway, just <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. Growing up in like Colombia, man, what what were like the music scene like around there, dude? Oh man. It's it's it was different. So, I don't, how can I put it? So when I grew up in there, there was a lot of like there's a dirty punk rock guys, right? So, mind you, Colombia in some areas it can be a very poor um, atmosphere, right? So there's a lot of the, the the guys that wanted to be punk rock in the punk rock community. It's a lot of like, you know, I don't want to say poor people, but like lower income and the people that were you know of you know, I guess higher status or social status or whatever you want to call it. They used to always go like, I want to be poor because I want to be punk rock, right? These people were 
so strange because they always wanted to um, start fights with random people just for no reason. So it was kind of like a very aggressive scene. And now you now, you know, grown up, you see the punk rock people and the punk rock people are supposed to be so friendly in this. But back then, I felt like it was a bunch of like people looking for excuses to be um, kind of violent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a there was a big scene of like uh, skinheads and Nazi punks, believe it or not, in Colombia. Oh, wow, yeah. I just yeah, I don't I don't get why, but I was never around that all that that much. It was kind of hard to see. And they always used to like hang out in like downtown area and everything, which at nighttime downtown is very unsafe. Um, yeah. Out there. Um so around that time, like early two thousands, the kind of post hardcore like emo scene started like coming out, coming about. So these were more, you know, your average kids just enjoying music and starting bands and everything like that but i would say the the scene is not as as you know widely spread as here with that said however there is a festival they host once a year and it's a big festival where they is called rock in the park and there is a one of the probably like the biggest park they have in in the capital city which is uh, where i'm from bogota and they bring bands like big name bands from, you know, Spanish rock community and even some uh, bands from like, you know, overseas, like the U.S. and such. So there's uh, been, you know, big name American bands that have played at that festival. So nowadays is really it's, it's much better. But back in the day, it just felt kind of like tacky. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So what's your guys' songwriting process like? How does it start? And, you know, take us through that process. I'm I'm very interested in hearing different bands. Some bands are like, oh, I kind of bring everything. You know, one guy kind of brings everything and they workshop it. Or, I mean, it's, it's very interesting to hear that process. So <clears throat> it's been, it's been interesting just because we've been separated by, you know, distance, but yeah. Um, the two songs we have out were demos that I had written pretty much by myself for the the skeleton of the song. Mm-hmm. And then um, once Omar came on board, we worked together on vocal stuff. And then we kind of polished everything off in studio with Nick. And now as we're trying to get songs ready to go in and record for these, you know, upcoming releases, we're all just starting ideas and throwing it out to the group. And then everybody kind of starts to make changes and um puts their own stuff in it and it's been it's been really cool um i think generally either alejandro or i will start a song and then we will send it to either like each other or to omar who's our vocalist and omar is really good with uh like drum programming and just um overall song structure in general mm-hmm. so he like there was a, a song idea i had recently where he basically took like 15 percent of what i had written out and he made it a much like more straightforward song and it's it's all the better for it so he'll basically rearrange it to fit his vocal style and his writing um and then we are planning on taking those in in studio to kind of further just polish them off and stuff and alejandro's got a few that have been had that done to him as well he has a good vision when it comes to uh song structure like brandon said as a vocalist it helps out because he thinks of the placement of uh, his parts as opposed to, oh, let's do verse, 
chorus, verse, chorus, maybe a bridge here, a chorus, and yeah. the song. You know, it's more like what he wants to say, what message he wants to, you know, project with each song. So it's cool. Yeah, that sounds sweet. You uh, you mentioned uh, you're a like a movie buff, man. What what's your favorite movies? Well, um, if you've seen anything on where I talk about how Ryan Gosling was written, uh, I wrote that demo while I was watching Blade Runner 2049. Uh, <laughs> and I, so I gave it the demo name, Ryan Gosling. And I was like, this is going to be a great marketing move. And, you know, it like a lot of the emotion that came from like in, that got put into that song was just kind of connecting with his arc in that movie. Um, and then the lyrical content came from a line in Interstellar is another one of my favorites okay and uh so those two are huge i love quentin tarantino um anything by christopher nolan yeah so i also loved the new batman movie with robert pattinson quite a mm -hmm. bit yeah i saw that one i didn't uh, see it it's pretty good it's very very good and then yeah. um like you know classics like lord of the rings star wars i'm kind of a huge nerd yeah that's all so, right What's your favorite movie soundtrack? If I can put you on the spot. Oh man, this is gonna be so stupid, but I can't. I can't lie. Um, there's a Mission Impossible too. No, just this that Limbus because I can't remember anything else from that movie. <laughs> um, there's a there's an old movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Last Action Hero. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. That movie. soundtrack yeah. is so fucking good. It's got like Tesla on there and um alice in chains and the and queensreich like just a lot of the stuff that i grew up listening to is on that, I think um, that... soundtrack really good um, i'm gonna have to go back and and watch that and i'll pay attention to that because usually I, I mean obviously i'm i'm just watching the movie that's that's awesome dude yeah they do oh they got acdc alice in chains megadeth <laughs> queensreich dude. yeah Death wow. anthrax Okay. Uh, Aerosmith, Alice in Chains, <laughs> Cypress fucking Hill, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Fishbone, Tesla, and then the last one is just somebody I don't know. So that's dope. Hell yeah, dude. That's a good soundtrack. I was gonna say, um, the reason I didn't watch the Batman movie isn't because I, you know, all the other reasons that people didn't watch it. I just don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like, we, we have like, I have three kids, so I have like a set amount of time I have at night when they go to bed to do whatever I want. And I spend that time playing video games. So, and this, wrong with that. yeah, <laughs> video games and this, that's all I do. And when we do watch something, it's normally like anime. So, but the, um, I, I do like, like older movies. I've, I watched a lot of movies when I was younger, uh, and like Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, I fucking love those movies. Oh, so so good. I yes. my uncle showed me Army of Darkness when I was like, I want to say I was like six. Yeah, and such a good movie. I I that really like turned me on to horror, which I I love the yeah. whole like horror genre and especially like B horror movies like that. Yes, yeah. yeah. So my son actually right there, he he just asked me. Uh, he was like, Daddy, I want to watch uh, my first horror movie, and my mom told me to ask you. Because we're, we're separated, man, his mom. And she was like, she told me to ask you what I should watch. And I was like, uh, probably let him watch Army of Darkness. <laughs> I don't remember, like, if there's anything bad in there. But I think Army of Darkness is just, like, it's, like, just the right amount of horror and comedy that, you know, 
if he is yeah. scared of it, he can just laugh because <laughs> the next thing coming is goofy as shit. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, love it so much. Yeah, <laughs> and then like uh, I think one of our favorite movies. And this is probably like me and Adam in our like bachelor days. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Fucking yeah, probably like the most boring goddamn movie ever. But it's so it's fucking funny, dude. Not to me. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that movie probably. Well, that's probably one of my top watched movies. Throughout yes, the Big Lebowski is Same. fucking yeah. hilarious. It's I love that movie. so funny. Yeah, nobody fucks with it, Jesus. <laughs> we believe in nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the part where I, I can't even. I can't even say it. I'm gonna start laughing. Where he's trying to get them where they won't break in his house, and he's like hammering down that two by four. But he, <laughs> the door opens the other way. <laughs> Oh, oh my god i can't oh Ooh. oh yeah just that's a good movie, yeah. again just all their all their movies are so good yeah 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 well, like we watched a lot of movies when i was younger and uh i just i don't watch any new ones now like i mean i mean i watched all the like marvel movies and shit like that but i just i don't know we watch a lot of kids movies too so i bet yeah um what are what are some like bands artists you guys are into now yeah why don't you go first alondro um okay um now i would say i like uh era a lot everybody kind of knows that yeah, yeah they're, um they're era's great, great. periphery is great you know i love the the combination of influences they they put together another one that i've been listening to lately is uh memphis mayfire mm-hmm. good band as well let's see what other bands Am I? I mean, I like uh, Spirit Box is good. Oh, um, yeah. Make Them Suffer is good. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much in a nutshell what I've been listening to lately. Just because I want, I, I tend to, to, to listen to certain type of music when I want to get inspired when, you know, when, when I'm working on something. So here working in, in Image Intent, I want to be able to bring in, like I always want to be different, yeah. Bring in something yeah. unique to the table, but I I have to draw inspiration from somewhere. So I kind of like let it all sink in, and then I stop listening to music for like a while, and then so I can just let it all out, you know? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Nice. Um, a band I've really been into for the past I don't know two three years that is just a mainstay is called the Black Queen. I don't know if you're familiar with them. It's a uh, singer from dillinger escape plan and then a couple of the guys who were in and out of nine inch nails and it's like an 80s synth pop sounding project Hmm. and it's phenomenal they have two albums out and i just i can't stop listening to it it's it's good you guys should check it out Um, yeah man for sure and then uh bear tooth has been a big one for the past little bit i just love um caleb's writing style and just the fact that like he's one of those prodigies he does everything himself writes and records mixes masters everything and it's just incredible he's been doing it for so long bro i can't <laughs> when he started he was so fucking young yeah man. dude and he was making music like that like what the fuck bro <laughs> stupid yeah <laughs> and uh so yeah Beartooth is just i think that's going to be a mainstay for a while just everything like even their newest single riptide was just like so cool and he he's really good about talking about like his emotions and like the stories behind like why he wrote things. And so it just, he's a really good artist that I kind of want to emulate with like connecting to people. Yeah. 
been really trying to do that on like TikTok and Instagram and stuff and just talk about, you know, why I wrote certain things or like just the kind of stories behind everything. And that really is a lot from Caleb and, uh, and then spirit box as well. When they started releasing their most recent singles, I, I kind of latched on and was just enamored with the guitars, the atmosphere, her vocals. Yep. yep. So good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, nine inch nails always be like a huge thing. Nine inch nails. Always a mainstay, another prodigy that just does everything himself, and it's right. Too did you good. did you see the movie Soul? It's a Disney movie. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cartoon. Yeah, Trent Reznor did all the fucking music for that movie, which is sick, dude. Yeah, he's like just incredible. Like going from industrial, like angry stuff, to being just like a he's an award winning soundtrack person. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, dude, stop. I mean, like. It's, he had it back in the day when Johnny Johnny Cash covered one of his songs. Like that would have been peak for me, bro. I would have stopped right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's imagine a, the feeling. Right, that's a championship. Yeah, wow. You always got to get yeah. a little more. Yeah, I know. I, I stay hungry, I guess, man. But yeah, he did that. Uh, that soundtrack. We watched that movie Soul, and I was in Target, and I saw the the vinyl for it, and it was like it, on the front of it says "Music by Trent Reznor," and I was like, "That's fucking crazy, dude." That's awesome. That's nuts, man. But yeah, let's get some of these on here, man. Let's go with the uh, era. The visionary. I'd have to say breach, but that was your. <laughs> your, your, your. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you know, the yeah, fight, really fight, fight, fight. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> just for the just for the sake of peace, I will put both of them on. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if I were to go with something great about about by era, it's an older song. I think it's called Warrior. The Warrior. Mm-hmm. It's from like a 2014 album, I want to say. And bro, that song is amazing. Uh, Memphis, Memphis Mayfire. Carry on. And then I think I skipped one, Periphery. Oh man, Periphery is kind of hard because, you know, go, just go, let's go, just put Marigold. Marigold is always a good Marigold. I've been uh, seeing a lot online about them here recently. There's a lot of split opinions on opinions their last opinions on their singles? last yeah <laughs> yeah and i that's you know what I, i'm glad you mentioned that because i was very disappointed oh really yes and I, you know i will say this i love periphery but it just sounded like they just threw a bunch of stuff together and released it yeah you no know, it just kind of like there was no because if you listen to every other song by periphery it's gonna have dynamics it's gonna build up and come down is going to have some hooks and things like yeah. that but in this one it just didn't feel like it they it are like boring in every conversation about prog periphery comes up they are like the kings of prog man and they everybody's like i said there's just a lot of split decisions on that you know there's been a lot of a couple of prog bands that we've uh interviewed and they're the first thing to get them into prog was periphery so yeah you know and so, I, mean, I, I can understand it i like, guess I've never been a huge periphery fan, but it's I just can't I can't get on board with his uh the, the vocals. Yeah. I've just I, able to enjoy it. I have only heard a couple of songs, but yeah, I know yeah, enough about them. Yeah, I know I know I mean I'm on the internet enough that I that I know enough about them, you know, to they've got like a massive cult following in the prog scene. So yeah. The guitarist did an instrumental project called Haunted Shores, which I actually really enjoyed that album a lot. Yeah. Which one, Mark Holcomb? 
uh, Holcomb and uh, Mansoor. Mansoor? Because also Mansoor has a solo instrumental called Bulb. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Bulb. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to that one yet. It sounds honestly the same, just him and no vocals. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like once you know, once you know, like you have periphery and then you, the, the guys try to like write their solo stuff, it's kind of weird. Now, Jake, the other guitarist, because there's three, Jake actually does a lot of EDM stuff and he writes electronic stuff and go, I, <laughs> and I dare say and you know i don't know if i'm right but all the little backing tracks and everything that are you know midi and things like that and keyboard i want to say that was him who came up with them but i don't know for a fact yeah so, just a theory i guess on my end uh we got spirit box next for both of you yeah, one song one. each. I'm gonna judge yeah. Brandon, which one do you want? Um, so yeah, my my favorite song off their album that they released is uh The Summit. And it wasn't one of their singles, but that song's just really groovy and yeah, it sucks me in. And that I just I love that song a lot. Now let me get because I always forget song names. Circle with me, that's the one. So glad you picked that one because that's like my close second. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great song as well. I am actually, I've only heard their Holy Roller that's in, I think, Rule of Nines. That's the only two songs I've heard most. Oh, man, you got you to gotta listen to the their whole album because yeah. it's great. Yeah. You got to listen to their stuff even before the album, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. And, and you know, I will use that song title as a segue uh, because there's a band that you know we're going to be playing here next month with called Lucretia and they made a cover of that song circle with me and it sounds almost identical it's it's actually a really good cover so i recommend checking them out yeah for sure we'll, we we no, can we'll throw a, we're going to throw some of those on here in a little bit if y'all want to throw some of cool. those but uh make them suffer is next make them suffer erase me i just saw them live recently Nice. Uh, I have not heard a whole lot of Make Them Suffer either. They're really good. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing, man. I, I Sometimes it takes me a while to get into a band, and sometimes I'm like right on top of it. I don't know. It's weird, dude. They <laughs> did a song thing about them. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brendan. They did a song with uh, Spearbox vocalist um, that came out like last year. That's really good. I'll have to check that out for sure. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about their name is that if you hate them, they're making you suffer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're abiding by their name. Yeah. Um, the Black Queen. Ooh, I think a good one to start with that is called Ice to Never. Beartooth. The past is dead. That's another one that I never kept up with either, man. I, I'm behind on a lot of bands, bro. It's okay. Yeah, I know. It's like Silverstein, man. Silverstein. I was such a big fan of Silverstein back in between. 2002 and 2007-8 yeah and then i kind of like digressed because i started listening to a lot of other stuff like death metal and stuff like that so i felt like oh screamo i don't need to listen to that i like death metal now yeah and Dude, then i there's... came back to hey, them man silverstein though they're timeless bro i love that band yeah <laughs> there's so much music out there um it's like paralyzing and there's only so much time in the day to be yeah. honest <laughs> for you to listen uh, to bro i'll be honest though. Saw that shane <clears throat> shane actually had a 
did a really cool little like review of uh our song ryan gosling i saw that's that, awesome yeah. dude hell yeah man yeah shane does that uh what is it called uh then i don't remember what it's called he does like an episode a month or something like that on his podcast where he uh reviews like uh, i'll check that out it wasn't on that i paid him i did oh did you okay cameo to and i was just like hey give us your honest opinion of this song and he did and that's great. awesome dude that's awesome yeah he does like a i don't forget what it's called but uh i know i don't know if pulse has paid him either but pulse has got a shout out on that uh they yeah. listen to pulses and then on the next episode he was talking about like up and come or upcoming releases and they actually made their list of uh top five upcoming releases pulses did that's awesome yeah can that's a imagine? dope ass band by the way <laughs> Can you imagine if, you know, when you asked Shane for his honest opinion and you paid him, he would have said, I hate this song. <laughs> I would have posted it. I would have posted yeah. it 100%. I would have been like, hey, Shane hates our song. Go listen to it. Tell me what you think. Yeah. If he hates it, check it out. Maybe you'll check like it out. It. It's horrible. <laughs> and you might like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then last one I have wrote down is Nine Inch Nails. Oh, man. That's all you, Brandon. Brenson. Sorry, Brenson. Man. Where I... are my manners? yeah Brandon. <laughs> uh nine inch nails is hard because they have so many different things but i think just what really got me into them was head like a hole just classic head like, like a hole yeah yeah the one that i remember most is closer <laughs> obviously yeah. yes <laughs> he, they, he shot that he recorded that album in the manson murder house in sharon tate's house where she was killed Oh shit, that's crazy. Right? Fun fact. Man, right? Recorded that, wrote and recorded that whole album in there. That's nuts, dude. That's that's insane. Um, I had something, but I don't. Adam, you want to take it away that way I can think of what I had? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um uh Alejandro, did you have any were you in any bands in Colombia? Uh no, not in Colombia. In Colombia I was just um I used to sing in a choir in Colombia. Okay. Um, all the bands that I've been with and I still am with have been here in the U.S. Okay. So. And what about you, Brandon? How how many? I mean, we talked about the PTSD from bands. I mean, what, how when did you get your start? Uh, you know, in bands and maybe some funny sure. stories from those. This is uh this is actually my first like full band that I've been in. Oh, oh wow! Perfect. Okay, didn't we just talk to someone who? That was the same thing. Was that a void or? Yes, it was a void. Yeah, he's yeah basically been. That Have you heard of Void yet? Mm -mm. Oh my god, no. they're fucking sick, dude. When we did the home team interview, uh, Brian said that a void was a school of rock band, and I didn't quite understand what he was talking about. And then we just interviewed Benny from a void. A void started at one of those fucking school of rock camps, and awesome. yeah, he just like never changed i mean it was he changed the name of it but he's been in that band that was that's his first band and it's fucking crazy that's what he meant by school of rock band i was like what the that's fuck does that even mean and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know they actually did that shit oh you mean with jack black right i was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i heard that too and i was like oh, yeah man. but that's what he meant by that is that he it's that avoid started at one of those school of rock camps that's pretty well, that's that's kind of like my buddy um We'll probably talk about him later, but he went to a place called Las Vegas Academy and it's Las Vegas Academy is essentially like a, like a high school, but instead of, you know, regular subjects, they do a lot of music 
focused uh, teachings. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a really great musician. And is this Thomas? Pro- yeah, this is Thomas. He, I didn't I'm, have to say it. You I'm said not it. convinced Thomas is real. Uh, he is <laughs> real. He's very much real. Raccoons in a trench coat. He's real to uh, me. All right. Real. <laughs> he's real to me, man. He's in my mind. Um, and I see him. See him in the corner every now and then. Um, <laughs> so. Anyway, so his 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 project, which is called Tree Frog Express, uh, is essentially started with um, other band members from Las Vegas Academy. No, not not all of them are from the uh, Las Vegas Academy, but I would say the core of the the project has been from there. Yeah, and they've gone through a couple members since they he started the project, but it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I I remember what I was going to ask. By the way, this is uh, towards Brandon. So you you're a fan of like the '80s hair metal and stuff like that. And oh yeah, are you, so what, like the '80s like synthwave. Are you a fan of that as well? So I didn't used to be. Um, you used to be. I was I was an asshole about music, man. I was like, it's metal or nothing. Like yeah, for, same. for so long. And but now more recently, like I've been listening to so much like Depeche Mode and Tears for Fears and like all of the classic like 80s um like synth pop and synth wave stuff um, yeah is super cool and i wish i would have given it a chance earlier in life there's like this like wave of like tiktok artists who are bringing that like 80s synth wave vibe back they're blowing up so big dude and i i i i am not like a music snob by any means i literally listen to everything but that like the 80s synth stuff i could never really get into and it's like coming back and i'm like god dang it like <laughs> well, i mean like a day seeker on their most recent album they did a whole like deluxe album where all the songs were reimagined as that sound and the yeah vocalist actually has a project called hurt wave that's that sound and um they have a ep out that's i don't know man synth wave and like that whole synth pop it's just sexy yeah like, it's it's so it's so pleasing to me <laughs> i i mean i don't know man maybe I, I haven't listened to it in a long time so man, i have to go back and give it a listen i mean don't get me wrong there's still some good songs that come out of that era but like i don't know i just never i never really got on board with it and but like i said i haven't listened to it in fucking like a decade so <laughs> but uh the newer bands man what do you think about I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head right now but do you think it's cool it's making a comeback i think it's cool because it's I mean, I think everything, like the older I get, the more I realize that everything kind of circles back around. Yeah, like no matter what it, is, it, it comes back at some point. And I think it's cool because there's like a lot of like the younger generation getting into that and like expanding on it. Yeah. It's, it's cool because not it's not a copy. Like there's definitely like some of the newer stuff that it has that vibe is yeah, is still pretty different from like the the 80s stuff that you would go listen to that obviously inspired it yeah so there's a band i don't know if you've heard of them and this is like my favorite thing that's that's come back in like a different way it's a fucking new metal core and have you heard any new metal core bands some people kind of are calling spirit box a little bit new metal no no no. this is i don't i wouldn't consider it that so i haven't seen anything that's like straight up like okay there is a band 
And I, I, Adam, he probably still hasn't listened to them. He's told me he's going <laughs> to listen to them like 15 fucking times. And I know it's a 20 minute fucking album, Adam, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the band is called uh, Omerta. Have you heard of them? I haven't. Omerta. The fucking album is called Hyperviolence. Swear to God, dude, they're like it's it's like self titled Slipknot era, but heavier. It is so fucking good, dude. Have <laughs> <laughs> to check that out. Like with the turntables yeah. and everything, dude. Oh man, it's so fucking sick. I think they're hey. from like Austin or something, uh, San hey, Antonio, I believe. What? I'm 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 gonna listen to it. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you are, <laughs> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but yeah, man, Omerta, definitely check it out. Their album artwork is like it looks like a little kid drew it. Nice. But they're they're good. The album's like 20 minutes, man. I, I can't stress it enough, dude. Omerta is so fucking cool, dude. It's uh, so it's not new metal because it, it's 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 metalcore, but it has a hell of a lot of new metal influences. So it's cool. fucking you dope, know- dude. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that when you talked about that new metal core, the first thing that came to my mind was like a newer new metal, right? And you know how yeah. back in those days, they that new metal was essentially like hip hop and like rock mixed. Yes. You know, like if you think like POD or like Linkin Park and things yes. like that. So that's what I thought you were talking about. But then you went on full like Slipknot type and I'm like, oh, that's just not it, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, well, so their first album, they had like turntables and like, uh, you know, it it, it was uh, not their first album. It was their self-titled album. Right. Was that their first one? Their first with Corey, yeah. Okay. Cause self-titled. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it was that one. It's a self-titled album and it has like the, you know, like the turntables <laughs> and all that shit. In it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was very like new it. metal. But the after that with like Iowa and Subliminal Verses, that, that, that was more of your... Metal, straight up metalcore but yeah uh there's also bands like um dropout kings they're like rap rock like rap screamo it's fucking i mean i'm telling you it's making like this weird comeback it's like in the weirdest way it and is. it's it's so fucking good dude i'm telling you it's so good you no know band i i still firmly believe started that was faith no more and they're still one of my favorites faith no more <laughs> oh yeah you know uh, even memphis mayfire has a song called mystery that it's got that little hip hop in the verses, yeah, and then it it's it goes into like a melodic part on the choruses. It's pretty dope. And, yeah, you know, I've never been crazy, you know, fond of that hip hop influence in rock, but I I mean I dig it, especially nowadays that I've you know matured more when it comes to listening to music. Yeah, not yeah. mentally read. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, I have to, I, I used to be like snobby or whatever. Well, actually, I don't know if I ever was like maybe towards certain bands. I don't know. But like, I've always, I had like a 150 gig iPod when I was younger that had like 10,000 songs on it. So you're one of those. It was yeah. one of those. I was one of those, man. Yeah. I had the little iPod Nano. I fairly fucking... held like 500 songs. So if an album had an interlude, I'd just yeah. get out of here. I torrented every goddamn thing I could get my hands on, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame you because when I first, when I managed to get my hands on one of those iPods with that much capacity and I try to add all the music that I could possibly think of in there, first, I still had plenty of room. Second, there was no chance in hell that I could ever listen to that much music. Yeah. 
it's ridiculous because I had artists like crazy and albums per artist, which means yeah. songs per <clears throat> album per artist. You know, I was like, oh my god. And then you would put it in shuffle, and that thing would last a year just playing. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I listen to it like now at my job. Now I work like I said, ten hours a day, and for a solid ten hours a day, I have a fucking earbud in listening to whatever. So I don't really have an excuse of why I haven't checked out certain bands, but I just I don't know. <laughs> You need to press the shuffle more often, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, so if y'all want to throw on like, uh, I know y'all are about to play a show or like friends bands or homies or anything like that. Y'all can throw on some of their bands. Songs. Songs. So, songs. So, um, I mean, I did mention that one by Lucretia, but that's a cover. So okay. there is one by Lucretia that I do like, which I have to find again, obviously. Because as we all know, we never remember anything. Yeah. Femto. F-E-M-T-O. All right. Then I will go with my buddy's band, Tree Frog Express. And uh, ooh, these ones are weird because these are all like instrumental. Probably. Yeah. Um, but I would say behind the mask. Just go okay. for that one. See, Thomas yeah, is real, Branson. Thomas is real. <laughs> I will believe it when I see him play. <laughs> you, you will. You will. You, you know, funny thing is you will be in the same place as he will be. For the first time ever. I'll be for the first I'll time ever. Wrong. Or I will be proven right. I'm going to rip that trench coat off. It's going to be three raccoons. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it probably will be. Uh, I mean, shit. I have not seen him without the trench coat. So it could be It could be what's behind the mask. It's yeah, yeah. Oh, it's behind all there. the trench all coat. The yeah. <laughs> so that's why this song is called Behind the Mask. <laughs> when Joe's next song is scheduled to release? Not by then, right? So if you're listening uh, to this. March 13th. March 13th. So Sweet. Right Sweet. Um, awesome. I guess we can kind of plug that a little bit. if you. Yeah, yeah. Me. Talk about it. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah, so this this next song that is going to be coming out just a few days after this airs is not called Mofungo. It's called <laughs> Living Insanity. Um, and it touches on a lot of themes of uh, PTSD. And it's our heaviest song to date. So be prepared for that. Oh, okay. that's the one Homer sent me. Okay, yeah. I, I've heard it. It's it's fucking good. I but, really enjoyed it. So if you enjoyed whatever version he sent you, of course the final yes. the final has not yet. I mean, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, it's gonna be released soon. But you know, today, which is in the past from where you're standing, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it still hasn't been, you know finished up so we're excited to hear how it's yes sound. he did tell me he said it's not it hasn't been mastered or anything like that yet so it's just like a draft or it's just a rough uh whatever but man it's it's fucking good it's really good i enjoyed it thank yeah, you it's, it's fine yeah uh what's it called living insanity living insanity okay yeah hell yeah dude so when what we'll do is when that drops uh you know maybe we can uh schedule an episode with homer as well that way we can kind of help promote it uh, even more yeah. so for this playlist right here uh we'll go ahead and throw on um ryan gosling and just face it so we'll start the playlist off with uh ryan gosling and then we'll end it with just face it and then yeah. if we can get a uh another one of these scheduled with uh homer when he gets to feeling a little better we'll add 
um, living insanity on there as well. So yes. we'll do one of these with them, and that way maybe we'll help promote it a little more. So, um, that would be awesome. Y'all, y'all, of course, y'all use Spotify. So, uh, give me the last song y'all listen to on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you start because mine is <laughs> gonna be silly. So, <laughs> um, this this past week, I've actually been listening to um our vocalist Omar. He uh told me i need to listen to this album by the devil wears prada okay um it's i think it's their most recent one um but the song that i really love off of it is called noise okay um, that's that's the last thing i listened to before i jumped on here okay <laughs> i've been having that album going for like the past week oh yeah the reason i say this one is silly is because the the song that i last listened to is actually a song that i I did it all by myself with another project that I'm in. Um, so it's called Paralyzed. Uh, the band name is Damage Savage. And yeah, that's why it's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll throw it on here too. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, man. So guys, if for the listeners out there, if you want to drop, uh, let us know what your social media handles are. Um, I know we already talked about a little bit about some of the new music coming out soon. Um, any shows or planned shows you'll have coming out for obviously the timeline we spoke about and just anything that you guys have going on. Yes, yeah, so we've got a show March 4th, but uh, this is coming out after that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we we um, had a but... show. We had our first show five days ago on March 4th. Yeah, it went well. Yeah. Went great right here. <laughs> um, but we do have a show i believe april 22nd in utah okay um at the boardwalk in orem utah i believe it's the 22nd um so that'll be the next show coming up after this airs um and all of our social medias are just at image intent um without the slash because nobody likes me to put that in stuff when i'm creating social media names yeah yeah and i'm sucks. glad you listen yeah thanks for listening guys <laughs> no, they, they just don't allow me to do it i can't i can't put the slash in there on like instagram or tiktok or anything it doesn't let me yeah yeah <laughs> when i tried to tag off when i used your song to open one of these mm-hmm. i put the slash in there and it just like it canceled out my ad and i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's dumb yeah i don't know what they're doing man something about like computer logic like like it does doesn't let you name stuff with certain symbols in it yeah yo so i I listened to this podcast there was apparently there's this dude in the united states his last name is no n-u-l-l oh no and if you know anything about if you know anything about computer programming if you type no in like anything it doesn't work because that is like that is just like a blank thing that they use right so he went i think he like changed his license plate to null n-u-l-l and he started receiving like speeding tickets and and just like tickets from everybody in the fucking united states oh my god because <laughs> he oh, fucked no. up their system <laughs> <laughs> you know you know that's it's it, that's it's funny you you say that name because that's actually another song that i that we we wrote with the other no. band and it's called it's called no interesting yeah. and, and it's just good like i'm uh, putting that anywhere man <laughs> no believe it or not it is out on 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 like spotify and everything oh, okay. like that but yeah. um 
what's crazy is just yeah it's just no that uh, yeah or wait so the ep we titled the ep i am no chapter one i am no okay song itself is just no and then nobody can ever understand what no means or like grasp the concept of no and it's about well you have to listen to it yeah yeah man yeah it's funny that you brought that up (laughs) yeah it's crazy shit it's nuts man but uh we appreciate you coming on and talking to us man we enjoyed it and uh like i said i'll be in touch if i can get this out a little sooner which i might be able to we could probably hold um hold one of these interviews and put yours out to promote your new song and everything so that'd be awesome yeah man thank you all so much for coming on and uh hey guys thanks yeah we appreciate it man yeah it was a good time for having us us. thank you yeah man see you all later have a good night see ya